Support for WRFA is brought to you by Good Neighbor Bookstore. Good Neighbor Bookstore, formerly known as Off the Beaten Path, is a locally owned independent bookstore located at 124 Chautauqua Avenue in the historic village of Lakewood. With a focus on fostering empathy, Good Neighbor Bookstore curates titles for the community that promote understanding, diversity, and creativity. They can also order any book upon request. For more information on the store and its free virtual author event series, visit goodneighborbooks.com or email bob at goodneighborbooks.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Good Neighbor Bookstore in Lakewood. Open Wednesday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, and today I am joined by two very talented people. We got Colin Mockery, the improv legend who you know from Whose Line Is It Anyway, along with master hypnotist Asad Meki. The two have joined forces to bring improv and hypnosis together for what they call Hiprov, and they're bringing that show right here to Jamestown at the Regilinay, Friday, June 3rd. We're going to learn about Hiprov, what we can expect from the upcoming performance. So let's talk to it from, I mean, I, I'm thinking the inventors of uh of this hybrid colin and Assad. so uh let's get into it how are you guys both doing excellent thank you so let's let's go back i'd love to go to the beginning of this i want to i want to know the beginnings of uh hip prop like how did how did this come about how did you two decide to like work together and br- i mean obviously both of you are pretty well versed in a you know Assad on your side with uh hypnosis and then colin with you with uh improv but how did this all come about how'd you put this together so I'm the master hypnotist on the show, Anthony. I sent a cold email through Colin's website. Colin Mockery's longtime manager, Jeff Andrews, picked up the email, believe it or not. And within 24 hours, we met. I outlined in the email, let's put hypnosis and improv together on stage. I think it would be great. From there, I mean, the rest is history. We've toured the show just for last Montreal, just for last London, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and we've done city. 60 cities across North America. Um, and now we're coming to you guys in Jamestown. Really looking forward to it. I mean, that, wow, that is insane. I was, I was wondering if you like knew each other prior or anything to, like that, but you just, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you weren't expecting uh, something that fast. And I mean, I, I, I would assume this all kind of uh, happened a lot faster than you would have assumed by shooting him an email. I was shocked and I was very happy. It uh, it seems like it uh came together pretty well. I mean, did you, how fleshed out did you have uh? Because obviously you're the you're the brains behind this. Then how uh how like fleshed out did you have Hiprov when you uh got a hold of him? Like, did you have like this entire concept ready, or I mean, was it kind of a rougher idea of what we now see on stage? It was a raw concept, truly. When I reached out to Jeff Andrews, Colin's longtime manager. I basically outlined the concept where I'd hypnotize people and then Colin would improvise with them while under hypnosis. But from there, we hired out a director, brought it to the Second City to workshop the show in Toronto. And I mean, it really did go through a process where now, I mean, we've done over 100 shows together. The show that we originally started with looks nothing like the show that we're going to present to you in Jamestown. And as well, we actually just mentioned last week or announced, I should say that we're going to be performing off Broadway 
in the month of August. So you'll actually see the show uh, prior to the off-Broadway production. Oh, so that is it's really still, cool. yeah, we're really excited. It, it isn't fully workshop to the point where we're ready for an off-Broadway presentation, but you'll get a really good uh, nuts and bolts of the show and understanding of the show. And I mean, this show that we've toured and that we'll be presenting has been performed a hundred times. I mean, huge, con- huge congrats to both of you for that. That is, uh, that is amazing to, uh, to be doing something like that. Not a, not a bad way to spend your summer. I, uh, you know, Colin, I want to ask you, like, what was your initial thought of this in the beginning? Like going back to that, like, you know, before it was totally fleshed out, just that uh, initial like concept, what was your first thought of uh, putting these together? Oh, it sounded idiotic. <laughs> um, I mean, it sounded terrifying. I, so improvising with four people who I don't know who are hypnotized. But uh, for anyone who's followed my career, you see, I'll work with anybody. So I thought, hey, why not give it a try? And um, I have to say, it's been great. I, it's not only fun working with these people. We find uh, an improv star every night. But I think it's actually helped uh, my improv. And I learned a lot throughout this process, both about hypnosis and about uh, improvising. Yeah, I mean, had you done, I mean, I know, like you said, you'll work with like anyone and stuff. But I mean, in this capacity, because I was, I was even thinking about this before, it's like it's one thing when you're in a troupe or something and you're working with people and you have like a repertoire and you know, you like, you know, each other, you can kind of, you know, you, you know, probably each other's cues and know it well. Whereas with this, I mean, you're getting on stage 20, I mean, you start right with 20 total strangers. I mean, I, I, have you done anything in improv like that before, or is that, that aspect new to you? No, this is uh, very new. Uh, so it's been interesting that way. I mean, um, immediately, I trust with Assad that I know he's going to do his side incredibly well. And then I have to um, totally commit to um, trusting these people who I don't know and also trusting the gods of improv that it's all just going to work out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like the pressure, really for both of you, I feel like the pressure is on for both of you in this show. Like, it's very much a... I mean, obviously improv, but like, it's just very by the seat of your pants. I would assume shows, would you say like every show's fairly different? I would assume you'd get a different kind of, be it the crowd, be it just whatever. I would assume this changes almost nightly how it goes and and what you do. It's really a comedy high wire act. Every night is a different crowd. We don't know any of the people that are coming up on stage to, to be hypnotized. We don't use plants. So, and Oftentimes when we're playing smaller towns, everybody knows everybody from the town. So they'll see somebody that they know up on stage. And it's just absolutely hysterical (laughs) to watch Colin Mockery improvise with, you know, your brother-in-law or your (laughs) sister-in-law on stage, you know. It's just, it's it's pretty wacky. It's funny. You know, it's fast-paced. It's action-packed. It's really high energy. And Colin brings the funny. I mean, every night that I watch it, I'm just absolutely amazed. Sometimes the people are hypnotized. I mean, the part of the brain that deals with self-reflection becomes disconnected. So they no longer reflect on their behavior. They just carry out my suggestions without hesitation, without question. It makes them into truly great improvisers and it's amazing to watch Colin because I mean he's masterful at his craft sometimes they paint him into a corner 
and I'm thinking to myself, how's he going to get out of this one? <laughs> but he always, you know, he always manages to make it super funny and super entertaining. Oh, and I, I feel like you, you guys are like coming to the perfect place. Like you're talking about like kind of everyone knowing everyone, like we're like at the perfect spot of about 30,000 people in Jamestown. And I've had this discussion with people. I'm like, it is perfect because we're like the right amount where there's a good chance someone on that stage, you know them. Like even, even if they're not like a close relative or something, you know that person. So I, I feel like that just makes it, that makes it like all the more fun. And I did, and Asad actually, absolutely. I, I did want to ask you too, like on the, uh, on hypnotizing people and everything, like, do you have, do you have a preference on the people when they come up? Like, is it, is it easier for you? I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it's easier, but what I'm saying is, would you prefer that an audience member comes up all ready to get hypnotized or is it, or would you rather someone a skeptic? Like, is there a challenge there? Like I, I would imagine depending on, a. You might have a preference there on which one's easier to work with or like which or even the other thing, maybe not better to work with, but maybe it's just better for the show or performance. It doesn't really matter if they are a skeptic or a believer. They just have to come up on stage and be an honest and willing hypnotic subject. So if I tell them to put their feet flat on the floor, rest their hands comfortably in, the, in their lap, and they don't do it off the top, you know, when I'm beginning the process, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a hard night. It's a hard night for me. And I'll, I'll, I'll just remove them from the stage, right? I need compliance at the beginning. And then once, uh, once I start the process, it doesn't matter if you're a skeptic or a believer, because what essentially the research indicates, and it's all a science, right? It's psychology and motion. The research indicates that people who are able to dissociate from their surroundings and are really able to get caught up in the moment are the best hypnotic subjects. So that doesn't, it could be a skeptic, it could be a believer, it doesn't really matter. Um, it just, the people that are the best subjects are the people who are able to dissociate from their surroundings and get caught up. So I'll give you an example. When you watch a horror movie and you get so caught up in what you're watching that you're moved to a physiological response, your heart starts to race, your palms get sweaty. Logically, you know what you're watching on the big screen is not real. But for that moment in time, it feels really real. Yeah. That's a hypnotic trance state. So people who get caught up in movies and they, you know, they jump in their chair, they scream, or the, the person who balls their eyes out in a tearjerker, they are the best hypnotic subjects. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. But it also makes sense. I like that that analogy like with the horror movies. I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying with that. And for you, for you, Colin, and I wonder this because also, I mean, they're under hypnosis, so maybe, maybe even already having improv chops just doesn't matter. But like for you, would you for for participants, are you looking for more of either people with no improv background, don't really know what they're doing, or are you looking more for like people up there who've maybe done a little bit of this or like know what to expect in something like improv? And again, maybe it doesn't matter. They're under hypnosis. So, I mean, you know, they, they may not be in the right state anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no preference. Many, uh, as I said, we have a, uh, usually we have a star every night. And a lot of the time, it's been people who have had no experience. We've had somebody who worked at the Mayo Clinic. Um, we had um, uh, some sort of uh, like um, oil guy. A lot of people who have none of this in their background. We ha there was one woman who was a star, and I was talking to her afterwards, and she said, you know, I have crippling social anxiety. I have no idea why I volunteered. That was the best hour of my life. I've never felt in control. I knew what I was doing the, the entire time. So she was planning to go uh, 
take some improv classes and maybe find an improv troupe to work out with. So it's, uh, it really doesn't matter. I mean, uh, I guess it may help if they've had some improv experience, but it could also be a bit of a hindrance too. We prefer people who don't have that in their background. That may, that makes sense. I guess you would also, yeah, want someone up there who doesn't, yeah, you don't want someone who's going up there with the, uh, I guess with the notion like I'm going to be the star of this or I'm, you know, it's going to become something. I think the neater thing actually is like yeah. you were just talking about getting people into like improv. Like that's kind of neat to think that, you know, the show you're putting together, you might get some, well, not might, you have, like you just said, you're getting people in there who it's like, I've never done this before. Now I should probably give this a shot. Maybe I want to, you know, do more of this. I mean, that's absolutely amazing for, uh, you know, absolutely. For both of you, really, and like starting with you, Assad, like, had you had any background in improv or comedy before this? Did you have any experience within that field? Yeah, so I actually was touring around the world performing my solo act, and I was performing on cruise ships with Carnival Cruise Lines, Royal Caribbean, and Disney. I wanted to get better at my craft, so I ended up taking courses at the Second City in Toronto. And oftentimes, the, the instructors would say get out of your head when they're addressing the you know the the first first year improvisers they'd say hey you know you're too much in your head uh, just let it flow they'd, but essentially what they wanted was they wanted unconscious comedy they didn't want to want us to consciously construct the comedy they wanted it to be a reflex a knee-jerk reaction and and all of the experiments that, that they do, or the training, I should say, that the second, uh, second City does, is to set people up so that they're no longer thinking about what they're doing. They're just doing it automatically so that they have no fear. And they do that through a system of kind of drill and kill with, with really interesting but basic exercises. So that was what sparked hip-hop, because I could see what they were doing. And what they were doing is they're trying to get unconscious comedy or unconscious um uh, an unconscious reaction so i thought to myself okay i can see what they're doing can i hypnotize somebody who has no experience in improv and turn them into great improvisers because with hypnosis you're moving the conscious mind aside the critical analytical part of the mind and you're working directly with the unconscious mind so the answers are resounding yes after you hypnotize somebody they no longer reflect on their behavior they just carry out my suggestions without hesitation and without question you see, first-time improvisers, they'll play to the crowd, they'll hesitate, they'll look self-conscious, they'll be slow to react. Um, whereas people are hypnotized, I give them a suggestion and tell them to dance, they dance immediately, and they don't even think about it. So it turns them into really phenomenal improvisers. Like you look at the guys from Who's Line, they make it look so effortless. Like when Colin is uh, in the zone, it's so effortless for him, and it's just so automatic and he's so relaxed when he's uh performing it's just it, it's unreal to watch but when you watch a first timer uh do improv it's it's pretty at times it's pretty cringy <laughs> but when you take a bunch of when you take a bunch of hypnotized people and throw them into scenes they're actually pretty relaxed and they're they no longer reflect on their behavior and the good ones really offer up really exciting material uh, to call it, to make a really phenomenal scene. Oh, wow. I mean, that's really neat. It's kind of like, I mean, you're almost just taking, yeah, those like inhibitions aware, like that, that like initial just two in your head in the beginning, you know, it kind of it sounds like you almost fast track them. Like you could work on improv for a long time or we could hypnotize you 
It kind of like that's it. It moves you around a, a little, a little uh, further. Who who knew? How about for yep. uh, for you, Colin? I mean, any anything with hypnosis before? I mean, you had you done anything within this field or worked with any hypnotists in the past? No, this is my first time, and uh, you know, I had a lot of misconceptions. I think, like a lot of people do, about hypnosis and what it is. Um, I just find it fascinating. I mean, every night I'm off stage as uh, Assad uh, starts his induction. I, I I just stand there and go, how is this going to work? How how can he do this? It's not going to happen. And then within seconds, it's like, oh yeah, okay, everything's fine. It still amazes me what he does, and Assad is uh, truly amazing at it. Um, and just to watch him put these people under. And I, I love the fact that, you know, to the naked eye, they all look like they're asleep but they're aware of everything that's happening on stage. So there's times I'm doing a scene with someone and they'll reference a scene that happened three scenes before that they weren't in, but because they're absorbing everything that we do during the performance, they use it as fodder later on in the scene. It's really cool. That's insane. I mean, cause really, I, I don't think I thought of it so much before talking to you, but like, obviously I realize you're up there with these people doing improv, like total strangers. But again, that, that aspect of, they're also under hypnosis is like not only a large part of it, but something I keep forgetting, which I mean, is just, I mean, that's totally, uh, I mean, that has to be just totally crazy. Does it, does it keep you on your toes more be doing something like this? Like I, I know I mentioned it earlier, like doing it versus with, you know, a troop or people who, you know, you do this with all the time. I mean, are you more on your toes because you're, I mean, not only people who you don't know, but also, yeah, they're under hypnosis. I mean, it seems like, it seems like maybe it's a whole nother alertness that you might not be able, that you might not have to do so much with people that you're already working with. Yeah, it is. I mean, when I'm working with the Who's Line guys, guys, we've been working together for like 30 years. So even if I don't know where they're going in a scene, I know enough, oh, I'll just follow along and see what happens. And with these guys, I, I don't have any of that. I don't know where they're going in a scene, but I'm trusting that, it's all going to work out. So I have to just be aware of everything they're doing. It's actually, I think this show has made me a better improviser. You know, when we started doing it, I thought, oh man, I'm going to have to, I'll be a traffic cop. I'm the one that's going to have to uh, locomote all the scenes. And I quickly learned, no, that these people have become true improvisers. So it's like I'm working with professionals. They're accepting everything I say. They're giving me, um, things to do it's a, a real uh, give and take relationship so it's been really good for me have you uh I, I would love to know this like with the with the participants that you get have you uh have you found that you get a lot of people who like it was originally their idea they wanted to do it or are you finding people who kind of get egged on or at least you know kind of recommended from like friends and family because I've, al I've also thought of that the whole time I'm like it seems like a good if I was going with some people I would love if I myself didn't want to get up there I would love to get someone else I'm, I'm sure that's happening where it's like you're getting the people you're going with who are kind of like yeah you should definitely do this for for good or worse whether their intentions are good or bad you know you would love to see your friends and family up there kind of like what we were talking about earlier Oh, it's absolutely true. I mean, I always look into the crowd and see the people that are laughing the hardest. And I ask them, you know, who do you know up on stage? And they'll say, that's my brother-in-law, that's my sister-in-law. Or sometimes I'll look into the crowd and, you know, they'll be slapjawed because they cannot believe that this is actually real. There's a part of them that thinks, you know what? 
I, I can't be a sucker here. This is probably rigged. They probably paid these people off. They're probably plants. But then when they see their brother-in-law, who under no circumstances would ever sing on stage, <laughs> I mean, alone, let alone in front of a thousand people, are belting out a ditty with Colin, <laughs> then they know then they absolutely know this thing is happening and this thing is for real. Oh, that is, that is, uh, it, it is great. I've, I've thought of that since the beginning of finding out what it was. I'm like, that's just the perfect, you want to see, like there, there's also the curiosity. Obviously there's people who want to get up there and just try it out of, you know, just again, out of curiosity, but yeah, the friends and family, I I'm sure, uh, definitely help with like pushing you up there. And like, I also, I want to talk to, you know, kind of going back a second to like the beginning and talking about fleshing out hip hop and stuff. And I mean, you've done so many shows now, you've been doing it for quite a while, but like, I'd love to know, like, what were some of the, what would you say were some of like the bumpy starts in the beginning? Cause again, you guys, you're really doing something that no one's done before. So you don't really have like, you know, it's uncharted territories. There's no concept to really go off of. There's no pre-existing structure. I feel like you're kind of creating it as you go along, which I mean, it's fitting for doing like improv, but I mean, what were like, what were some of the things you feel like you had to fix from the beginning? What were some of the things that you, you think were kind of bumpy at the beginning that you've kind of improved on since then? I think making it too complicated for the hypnotized subjects was, uh, an issue because the unconscious mind's like a five-year-old child. You're essentially just directing them to do basic, simple things. And if you can just get them to a basic idea, like you've fallen madly in love with Colin, you want to propose to him. Like basic, basic uh, suggestions, then the suggestions work really well. If you get a little too fancy with the suggestions, then sometimes things start to fall apart in the scene. That's my, that's been my experience as a hypnotist on the show. Yeah, I think that was the main thing we, we, when we started, we were making it, I mean, part of the thing was we didn't know what the show was and, until we did it. It's not like we could rehearse it. I mean, the first time we did it was the first time we did it. So it really was going, oh, I hope this works. And um, the more we did it, I mean, Certainly, Assad and I have fallen into, uh, you know, we have a, a strong working and personal relationship now because we've gotten to know each other and we know what each other can do. And we, we're having more fun, I think, with each other on stage, maybe trying to screw each other just a little bit throughout the show. And um, as Assad said, keeping it simple really was the main thing for us. I, and I think that's probably a common thing when people start new projects and make it way more complicated than it had to be. And this is so simple with the maximum results. So it really gave us sort of, um, sort of the confidence to try different things, um, see what we can do, what more we can do with, the, um, with our volunteers, and also keep it uh, simple for them so we all get maximum um, input. Was there, a, I mean, for, for both of you, I mean, was there any, like, defining moment where you saw it all kind of come together, like where where things did start working for hip prov and it, and it seemed like it was like, all right, we got this. And, you know, I mean, again, like you're like fleshing it out and stuff, so I don't know if there was a particular part, but a show or a tour or like, you know, a year or so in, was there any moment for either of you where, you, where you're finally like, oh, all right, like we got this, like we got the concept, we have this down now? For me, it was the first night. I have to tell you, when I was on stage, and I didn't tell – calling this before going on stage. We talk about it now. 
but I wasn't 100% sure that they would even interact with him on stage because when somebody's hypnotized, they have a tendency to get tunnel vision and they have riveted attention. So they actually really focus in on the hypnotist. So I didn't know how responsive they would be to bringing in someone else to interact with them on stage. I mean, in theory, I thought it would work, but I wasn't 100% sure. So when I saw that he actually was able to interact with some of these hypnotized people on stage, I thought, you know what? This is going to be comedy gold. The other thing was when Jeff Andrews, Colin's longtime manager, came running backstage after the first show with dollar signs in his eyes <laughs> and said, I think we have a new art form here. I was like, you know what? I think we're good. <laughs> Any, uh, was there one for you, Colin? Any like defining moment where you're like, all right, this is going to work? Well, first of all, I felt that that was some important information Assad was keeping from me. <laughs> that was, um, I thought, you know, that is, I, because right before the show, um, I think I said to Assad, oh, hey, Assad, if I um, ask them to do this, will they do it? And he looked at me and said, I don't know. It depends on the subject. And that became his thing. It depends on the subject. Some of them, of course, will do it right away. Some are a little more sluggish. That's when I had the first little worry that, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> but, um, I, I think, like Assad, that first show sort of, um, sort of calmed all our fears. We saw, I think, we saw, oh, okay, yes, we can fix things here, but the actual concept works, and I think we do have a show here. So, And we're still um, finding things to do and finding things to tweak. It's really exciting. That's awesome. I mean, also, who do we, uh, who do we credit for coining the term hip-prov? I mean, was that uh, Assad? Did you have that when you got a hold of Colin? Did that come later? Who, uh, who coined no, that term? It was all, no, it was all Jeff Andrews, Colin's manager. We were sitting in a cafe within the first couple of weeks of chatting about hip hop and we're trying to come up with a name and we're saying hypnosis and improv hypnosis and improv. And then Jeff says hip hop. And then he said, no, 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 that doesn't, that doesn't work. That's that, that doesn't work. That's stupid. And then both Colin and I were like hip hop that works. Yeah. I, I was actually pushing for Colin mockery and friend, but they didn't go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Hip hop rolls rolls off the tongue. I uh, I, I do. Does. I do like the word credit credit to uh, your manager there for that one. I, I feel like it. Uh, and it's right in the word too. Like literally. Like if you want to know what it is, what hip hop is, it is literally like it's in the word. It, it all it all makes a very a lot of sense. But uh, I yeah. have I got a couple uh, more for you here. And uh, I actually, my friend Kyle, who was a fan, he had a question, so I want to give him credit for it. But I, I thought it was really good for uh, hip prov, and this is this is for you, Colin. But like, is it difficult not to? You want to know, like, falling back on jokes and punchlines when performing, including for this. I mean, I like, I'm sure there's certain jokes you can keep in your back pocket or that you kind of know will get a laugh. Is it difficult not to repeat yourself, performance to performance? Is that something that? you actively have to think about it all, not uh, you know, not going a certain way or not reusing something a lot? Yeah, I mean, there are times. I mean, I've been improvising for 40 years, and sometimes I think, I think I've made everything up now. I, I don't think there's anything new. <laughs> but that's the beauty of this show. With You know, there's a brand-new cast every night, and all of them have their different personalities that comes out during the improv. So it's really not much of a... Um, um, a problem staying away from jokes 
we have, you know, sort of a set list of games we play, and each of them has sort of a, a, a kind of a loose structure. But it's all totally different. Every show is different, and I think that's what we both really enjoy about it. There's never any point we go and say, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen tonight. No, we have no idea what's going to happen, and that makes it exciting. Oh, it seems, I got to say, like, I, I think the the uh, like the show, I, I don't know what you'd say for it, but, like, if it comes to town more than once, I feel like it's something you could continue to go to because you're not going to get, like you're saying, it's going to be different every time. You could go see Hiprov, you know, if you come to someone's town once a year or something, you go see that every time. And you're going to have a different experience every single time, which, you know, you don't get that with everything. So I guess I guess that's kind of the nice thing about it is I feel like it, it lives on a lot longer for, uh, you know, someone's interest in, like, coming back and, like, you know, returning to it. And then also probably people who might be more like, oh, I don't want to do that. Then the, then the second time they come, now they want to get on stage. I, I'm, I'm sure you'll get, uh, you get some people like that. You're, you're exactly right, Anthony. When we were performing at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, we performed every night in a 500-seat theater for 30 days straight. And we had, re- we had repeat customers coming back. A lot of people were scared maybe to get hypnotized at first, came with their friends watched the show, saw that we were truly unlocking the comedic genius within them. And they thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to come up the next, the next night when I bring more people. So it just kind of mushroomed from there. Oh, and that's the exciting yeah. thing about the show. Again, it's, it's a different show every night, different people, different quirks, different personalities. And then, you know, it's, it is a comedy high wire act that we're performing because we really don't know what's going to happen uh, every night that we perform the show. Do you, uh, do either of you feel like you've learned anything about the other's profession while doing improv? I mean, like, again, I, I know Asad, you said you've, you've done uh you know, you've, you've done comedy and improv and stuff a little before, but I mean, is there anything you feel like you've learned from doing this? And also Colin, I mean, anything you feel like you've learned about uh, hypnotism or anything like that from doing hip prov? I have to say that I watch Colin every night very closely. And I noticed that he, a lot of the time, it's not that he's driving the scene. It's just his responses or his quips to whatever the hypnotized subject is doing on stage. He notices some quirk or something odd and then states it in just a, the most matter-of-fact manner, and it always brings down the house. Like, he is masterful at his craft. Oh, that is a... That is uh, and, yeah, it, I, I am pretty good. I agree. <laughs> but um, <laughs> a, a Todd is also amazing, and what I learned from this is just how much work um, is put into this. You know, I really have the easy part of the show of improvising with these people. You know, I thought as he's putting them under, he's watching for all these physiological signs, they're changing breathing and their skin tonus and um, their eyes dilating. And then throughout the show, he's making sure that they're staying within uh, the trance. So it, it, it really is, um, you know, there's no point during the show where Asad can kind of sit back and go, I'm just going to watch from upstage because he's, he has to, just keep working that entire time. It's amazing. Wow. I, and I was wondering that too, cause Assad, I, I was wondering if like, you know, kind of you do the first part and then Colin takes over, but yeesh, you, the whole, the whole night you're, uh, you got to kind of keep it all uh, in line. It sounds like. Yeah. And I'm also a bit of a Loki in that I throw in certain obstacles for Colin. So just to spice things up, 
I try my hardest to mess with him. So if they, if, if there's one, there's one part during the show that I ask a volunteer to kind of duet with one of the hypnotized subjects. I ask, I ask if, if they have if people on stage have singing background and if they raise their right arm, I, I don't, I don't use them. I use people who have no singing background. So yeah. Yeah. I love it. There's always that, right? Improv, oh. improv, baby, keeping you on your uh, toes there, Colin. Exactly. It's just what I need. I'm 64. Let me relax. <laughs> oh, so let's, uh, you know, as we kind of like start closing this down, I mean, you know, people got to check this out. I, I am uh, excited to see you guys come play Jamestown uh, outside of Hiprov. Either of you uh, working on any other projects currently that we should uh, be on the lookout for or check out? Well, we're coming to Off-Broadway August 12th, so that's, that's exciting news. Yeah, and you'll be, be able to see that. the show. Yeah, you'll be able yeah. to see the show. You'll be able to see the show then. And then I believe Colin's got some news, too, on the Who's Line side. Oh, yeah, we're doing more Who's Line. Oh, nice. Um, I guess we'll be filming that in January. So, yeah, it's a show you just can't kill. <laughs> <laughs> lots of uh, lots of Colin and Assad this year, more than a uh, more than enough. Yeah. But come check them out, June uh, June third here at the Regilene in Jamestown. Um, any, you know, we were kind of talking about earlier too, like you know, kind of keep building off of hip hop and everything. Are there any goals that you still have, or anything that you like actively like want to do with this? I mean, that is amazing. You're doing off Broadway, like I mean, you feel like you're hitting some goals. But are there any that either of you like? have in mind that you like would really like to do with hip hop still well i'd like to see the show eventually get to vegas do a vegas performance do a, an on broadway not off broadway performance and you know at some point maybe a television show uh I'd, I'd love to see all of those things come together and i think that being able to perform with the arguably the greatest improviser on the planet is gonna open some doors for us yeah not That's a bad sure. Not bad at all. How about how about you, Colin? Anything uh, you kind of want to see done with a uh, hip hop here in the in the upcoming future? I'm hoping for a board game and a clothing line. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's going to translate well. I, I think I think uh, clothing line. I feel like hip hop clothing line's gonna. That's a hot seller there. Oh, absolutely. That, I, I, yeah, yeah. I love it. So where can uh, where can we get more info on Hipprov? Where can we find you both online? All that good stuff. Where do we where do we find all things Hipprov and Assad and Colin? Yeah, if you go to our website, hipprov.com, you'll be able to find out more information about us. You'll also be able to buy tickets. You just gotta click on the touring section of the website. Um, and then you'll see Jamestown, New York, June third. And you'll be able to click on a buy now button and it'll take you directly to the site. So that's again, hiprov, H-Y-P-R-O-V, uh, com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, I don't know. Did we miss anything? Is there uh, anything we should let people, anything else we should let people know before we go? It's, I think the show is a lot of fun. It's, it's so much fun. Like I think the show's fast paced. It's action packed. It's high energy. It is tons of fun it's hilarious and of course you get to family see friendly Colin, yeah family friendly you get to see colin mockery from whose line is it anyway perform with a bunch of hypnotized people on stage it's hysterical 
it's it's a good way to spend a Friday night. So come on out to that Friday, June third. We got we got hip prov coming here right to the Regland A. It is uh, Colin Assad. It has been great talking to you both right here on Arts on Fire. <laughs>